0: You see me rolling, we hating, controlling, and trying to catch me riding dirty, riding dirty, gonna catch me riding dirty, catch me riding.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Hi. I'm here at Cosmoverse and in the lovely... Medellin! Medellin in the back of the hotel. Uh, so I Thought we'd do, do some interviews out here today. And I'm here with Ethan Buckman, Bucky.
0: Pleasure to be here, thanks for having
1: me. It's been a long time yeah. since we've had one of these conversations. Oh yeah. I think the last one was probably in 2016 or something. Wow. I think, when I was think a little baby. Yeah, just a little yeah. baby Ethan. Yeah, yeah. Just, didn't even uh, have a beard. Yeah, Wrapping, wrap <laughs> wrap with the yeah, with the toy mic. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, how, how you been? I've been amazing. I
0: mean, you know, we built this whole Cosmos thing, and it's it's happening. You it's know? it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It really feels like it's happening.
1: It feels like it's happening even more now after what was announced here this morning. After uh, today, yeah. After today, Me, yeah. So you, you gave this talk this morning. And I thought it was really interesting because it, it sort of reinvigorated. The, the, the cosmos vision oh yeah right and maybe set some new goals and some new directions uh-huh. yeah but um, yeah tell us a bit about like your, your the, these three phases the huh yeah
0: yeah so you know I was thinking about the larger arc of the story that's happening here and and you know what it means to have shipped the white paper and that was complete sometime in, in, in 2021 but uh, completing the white paper didn't quite didn't quite make the interchain pop yet. It took a little bit for, for chains to start coming online and to start using IBC. And obviously, Osmosis, Osmosis played a big role in that and all the other chains that have been launching. And so, you know, reflecting on sort of where we are and what's been happening and what's, what we've been doing institutionally and Cosmoverse and some of the announcements and, and you know, the new Cosmos Hub white paper it sort of made me realize that the end of a phase, you know, we had kind of completed the end of the first phase and we were on the precipice of a new phase and I wanted to try to understand, you know, the broader picture of what that looked like and what, you know, a potential third phase was going to be. And, and and so the, you know, the reflections I offered were that, you know, there's three phases of, of Cosmos. So we just completed the ishi- initiation phase. Yeah. We're entering into what we might call the integration phase, mm-hmm. which will be followed ultimately at some point in the future. We, we don't know when. Uh, by the illumination phase, right? Yeah. And, and different things, you know, we, we completed a lot of things in the initiation phase that sort of transformed the way people think about blockchains, proved the Cosmos thesis, you know, ap- application specific blockchains, IBC, all this good stuff. And now we're moving into the initiation or integration phase where we need to sort of cope with and wrestle with the complexity of this thing we've given birth to right so now we have this interchain, we have this community computing technology now what are we going to do with it right do we just like keep cruising along or are there more challenges ahead and and so i outlined some of the challenges i think i think we need to address moving into the integration phase and, and at a high level the way i positioned that in the talk they were one, you know, improving our social coordination, improving our ability as a highly decentralized community to work together to coordinate, to continue to evolve our public goods. Two, to develop a strong cosmos hub, to be a leader in the interchain to help take the interchain to the next level. That's what the new white paper is about as well. And then, and then three, to start preparing for the illumination phase, which is, you know, in some sense where we prove that we're mature enough to actually be taken seriously in the halls of the institutions that, that dominate our societies. And which we, you know, ultimately need to upgrade if we're going to get towards a more sustainable uh, civilization.
1: Yeah, I think this this was the thing that really inspired me the most about the talk is when you're talking about, like, you, you said we're not competing against other blockchains, we're competing against traditional institutions and that's right, you know, political institutions and what, which, what, you know, what types of institutions are you thinking about specifically here? Like, what are the things that you think Cosmos can bring? Uh, or the interchain can bring uh, to these institutions in terms of yeah governance, uh, public goods, uh, infrastructure, yeah. uh, funding and backing and yeah. Uh, what's your vision for like the illumination that you're talking about? You
0: yeah, know? I mean one way one way I think about it is we're on the you know we're on the 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 verge of a of a kind of constitutional transformation, right? You know, the last one maybe happened a couple hundred years ago when nation states were born and started to be formalized and all kinds of new legal structures and institutions came together to create, you know, this new concept of the nation state, right? And, and the internet kind of kicked off really in earnest, the end of the nation state, right? It sort of eroded its boundaries in fundamental ways that, that, that they're still grappling with and, and someone in, in, in denial of. And yeah. I, think, I think the vision of, of Cosmos and the ideas I've kind of always espoused about stakeholders and state machines and representing you know, citizen, citizenry within the state machines of, of society is to push towards more localized, more decentralized state structures. Um, and that you know that might emerge, or, or I think that might emerge in the form of municipal sovereignty, and seeing you know this movement from the nation state towards the city state as sort of a renewed locus of um, political autonomy and political economic you know constitutional structure. And and you know I'm, I'm hoping that Cosmos is actually going to enable. Uh, enable that to happen, and that the result of that will be, you know, greater representation of a, a greater group of, of people. That people feel more uh, trust and legitimacy in, in their institutions, and that thereby, you know, will be able to build more sustainable systems around that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this this makes a ton of sense. I think for like a lot of us who are in the space here and who've been like thinking about these things mm-hmm. for a while, but you know, this is this is a drastic transformation, and you know, it, I think as drastic as this transformation that we w- that was you know, exist- existed 300 400 years ago or whatever like when democracies started to form and nation states started to form around constitutions yeah um, is there gonna be a lot of hurt before you know like <laughs> you know, for, for change to happen often I mean, you know there has to be chaos and yeah. um, what kind of time frames are you thinking about here and like what a, what, what you know what's the what's the amount of pain that s- society might suffer in order to like emerge? uh, on the other side with like a, uh, uh, you know, more, uh, yeah, better, perhaps a better system.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good, deep, difficult question. My agent might be a little frustrated that you're giving it to me, but, <laughs> but she's not here. Right <laughs> she's, <so laughs> um, I mean, you know, worst case scenario is we go through nuclear war. I mean, that's a very real possibility. Yeah. It's on the horizon. I mean, you know, yeah. Putin's threatening it right now. I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of potential hurt. That hurt is not coming because, you know, a bunch of renegade technologists are saying, let's transform the state and let's build city states, you know. That is not where the hurt is coming from. The hurt is coming from, you know, years and years, decades, if not, if not centuries, of institutional neglect, of underrepresentation of citizenry, of, you know, a sort of amalgamation of, of interests that power. of power, right? That that have misrepresented the actual substructure of the natural and social world that, you know, that we're embedded in or that um, we are essentially and that that has consequences and that and that's bubbling up and and you know how that bubbles over and the pain we go through i mean you know hopefully it's as little pain as possible all change is painful in 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 some way but you know the short-term future is a little bit scary like institutions are breaking down i don't think we've ever quite grappled with the the failure that was the you know financial crisis 2007 and 8 in some sense we're still reeling from that and you know the issues that that Came up there were never really addressed, and huge swaths of the population have already gone through significant hurt just from that thing alone. And and you know that's probably going to going to get worse. You know, Lord knows we're on the on the precipice of some other um, you know financial crisis or something, right? So yeah. um, it, it it could be pretty scary. But um, you know, I'm hoping for the best at least.
1: One, one thing that I often think about when you know, contemplating about what we're building here and is there is a real risk. I think that what we're building actually just exacerbates uh, or recreates existing structures but worse right so in terms of like governance yep. where i'm in i'm in cosmos governance you know but like i barely have time to look at like all the governance proposals going through and governance proposals are fairly you know simple now right like but there is a point i think when the governance that's happening at the protocol level will be so far removed from anybody using the system, and you know lots of people are thinking about building sub DAOs and maybe yeah. some sort of like political structures. But ultimately, you know validators have a ton, you know also have a ton of power, yeah. and um, and the disconnect between those who are nearest to the chain and producing blocks and and, and participating in governance and those who are using the systems is, is quite. Yeah. It's quite far removed, yeah. and so I worry that these systems of inequality, but not just like wealth inequality, but in information inequality mm-hmm. that exists in the in the real world, may be rec- replicated, be exacerbated, and, 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 replic- and, yeah, yeah, replicated, yeah, it sure. exacerbated. So, yeah. yeah, like where do we go from here in order to not <laughs> yeah do that? Oh, no, no, I, yeah. I
0: I deeply share this concern. I mean, we've already
1: seen like yeah. the worst of finance, I think, like kind oh, of yeah. play itself They're out coming, in, yeah, in, you know, in in crypto, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I
0: mean, I write about this a little bit that like the the biggest threat to what we're doing is that we just get co-opted by Wall Street, yeah. and and in some sense all of DeFi is angling for that. It's like, hey, Wall Street, we can just do you but better. Like, come play with less rules, right? And that's not the message I'm trying to advocate for, or the kinds of system I'm 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 trying to build. I'm I'm very afraid that you know if we don't actually take finance seriously, take the you know. Uh, power seriously, capital is power seriously, then we're just going to rebuild these existing systems and and, and exacerbate. And, you know, proof of stake is interesting in that regard because it was was an important step to be able to experiment with these kinds of technologies more sustainably and and, and more securely than we could if every new chain had to secure itself using proof of work. Um, But I don't think, you know, proof of stake is by any means the final state uh, or, or, or even potentially um, you know, a permanent state. It, it's a transitional state, right? And so I think we need to move beyond these pure kind of proof of stake mechanisms to other, other kinds of accountability systems that are more grounded in the real world. And how we do that remains somewhat of an open question and people are you know are, are are afraid of you know censorship and, and all these kinds of things but but what you're talking about the, the native you know information asymmetries and even fees in some sense are a form of censorship right mm. but we don't we don't, you know, we, we talk about censorship in a kind of very refined narrow specific way yeah. but really what we care about is access. Yeah. Right. And censorship yeah. is a proxy for, for well, do, do people have access if they want it, right? Yeah. And not the whole world can't have access to a single computing system. I mean, that's just not feasible. Um, and that was kind of the, you know, core insight of Cosmos, So we can't build a world computer, right? And so what do we do about that? Well, we have to build many computers, community computers, and, and give communities the, the ability to express themselves and express their values. And and we will still have to do a lot of work to, to figure out, you know, where proof of stake of goes from here and how it continues to evolve. You know, I've, I've offered in the past this idea that you know that there's a, there's a trajectory of going from the sort of global, anonymous, somewhat objective proof of work down towards more subjective and local forms of verification and, and of work. You know, starting with proof of stake, but maybe onto proof of bandwidth, and, and ultimately things like proof of care or proof of plant, if you will. Right. Mm. And I think that's kind of the direction we have to go to really ground these systems um, in the real world. Yeah.
1: Mm. That's that's really interesting. Um, let's maybe just bring it back to, um, let's, let's ground ourselves into things that are concrete here for a second. Touch um, grass. Yeah, you, you, you talked about um, the ICF sort of reinventing itself, and one of the things that you mentioned here is that you had to upgrade the ICF, that it needed um, better forms of coordination, more transparency, there's this technical advisory board. Yeah. Yeah, What's what's the reasoning behind this, and... What do you see here? Is like, what should we expect the ICF to look like in a year or two, or uh, what will yeah. its
0: role in the ecosystem? For sure. So, I mean, the ICF is committed to being a long-term institution, to being, you know, to being here, um, to steward this this ecosystem and this new technology for the long term. And so, to do that, it sort of needs to needs to change the way it operates a little bit and and you know, professionalize and th- there's you know cosmos has a kind of complex history and we're 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 in the process of telling the story of that history we we recently published um you know part 1 of a blog post we could say but it gets a little bit more complicated in part 2 <laughs> really?
1: I, I didn't see this no, <laughs> you I'll didn't see the history okay no, yeah no, I'll have to go read it's, this cuz yeah. I'm very interested in this <laughs> in this complex yeah history yeah yeah well,
0: so. yeah 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 so everyone you know it's a little, there's a little bit of lore it's a little bit mythological and and that's fine that's good so we don't yeah. want we don't want to you know spoil the rainbow or something but um, but you know the the ICF found itself in in, in a position where you know a, a level of complexity complexity was kind of thrust on it, um, and 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 it's been sort of trying to deal with that right. And um, it's been a slow process, but but it feels like we've we've turned a corner. And, and you know September twenty twenty two, this whole transition phase I'm talking about from initiation to integration. You know there, there's. Um, the ICF is part of that as well, and changes at the ICF are, are are part of that. and you know staffing the ICF in a new way kind of properly and um, you know building up a proper management team and, and and so on in a way we haven't been able to do in the past and um, you know uh, renewing the delegation program and all these mm. sorts of things and then taking a more um, you know integrated and and, and longer term approach to funding the public goods. Um, and bringing in you know, leaders from across the community for this new technical advisory board to be part of that and just to be you know, more engaged with the, with the community, get the transparency program going again, like, and to really be a beacon of you know, nonprofit stewardship of, of an ecosystem and, mm. and, and to you know, encourage and, and coordinate others to kind of step up and participate in this. I mean, we have such a massive ecosystem at this point. There's so many communities involved, and um, you know, so the ICF is sort of recognizing that and, and sort of welcoming everyone in to say, okay, how do we all, how do we all work together to take everything to the next phase? Is to get us through, you know, the, the, the difficult processes of integration. This, you know, complex, highly decentralized decentralized community of, of development teams, of individuals, of blockchains, of organizations, and, and and so on, to take us through, you know, to what we need to do throughout integration. And
1: but so, but, yeah. but concretely, uh-huh. what's that going to look like? I mean, like, what I think I think like one of the things that I've certainly experienced and heard a lot of other people also like talk about is. The complexity of the organization and navigating the different yeah. parts of the organization yeah. as someone who is looking for either support or exactly, you know, yeah. these sorts of things, and like also yeah. transparency uh-huh. about what the ICF is working on or doing, yeah, exactly. or yeah. you know, I think that's been sort of the gripe that a lot of the community has had. Yeah. What
0: it, are you addressing those things directly, or yeah? yeah, how, yeah. how are you addressing those? Things? Well, I mean, the plan is by by bringing in more project leaders to be part of technical and market strategy for the ICF, to be yeah. part of you know guiding the ICF's treasury and uh, bringing in you know funding from additional sources to complement the funds that the ICF is deploying, and and so that can all be done in a more in a more transparent way, in a way that's more engaged with the wider communities, so that there's more voices that are sort of part of that uh, that are part of that process. Um, yeah, all of that is sort of is sort of happening, and then to also, just like you're saying, you know, set up a better, uh, we could call it like an indexing system to find things in Cosmos and, and orient and sort of clear through, make it easy for people to sort of get situated and, and discover different different parts of the system and you know where they need to go and find support and, and things like that. These are exactly the things that that, that we're working on. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, let's. I already did like a full forty-five minutes with Zaki about Adam Two Point Some, you know. We're not going to get deep into that, but sure. what's the significance of this for you in in realizing,
0: you know, this illumination goal? I mean, I think this is a big step where, you know, we're, we're attempting to reinvent a, a system at a level that, you know, I'm not sure has really been done before um, and, and and to transition the, the, the Cosmos hub from a prototype of a new kind of approach to building and deploying blockchains to an actual you know meaningful application specific blockchain in this new landscape it helped create it yeah. as a vehicle to also transform it again towards you know the next stage and we don't know exactly what needs to happen in the next stage and 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 the the hubs role is going to have to continue to change you know I have this long-term vision of the hub becoming effectively a cooperative of other chains right and, yeah. and sunny sort of hinted at aspects of that in, in the mesh security and you know that's those sorts of ideas you know I, I, I sympathize um, I sympathize with with a lot and especially you know cooperatives multi-stakeholder cooperatives and and you know having the hub be able to work towards that sort of thing in the long term and you know this idea of, of being able to run Tendermint over IBC I mean I see that as kind of the holy grail of the project right once we got Tendermint over IBC you know we could pack it in <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding but um, <laughs> but you know that's that's how we know we, we've really built you know a proper internet we can run a consensus protocol over it um, you know at, at sort of a meta level and and have a you know have a, have a new blockchain that sort of represents that you know Higher order thing, um, so I think that's that's the kind of thing we're, we're working towards um, over the long term. In, in in the midterm, I think you know there, there's an opportunity for the hub to really come out as, as a leader, as preserving these sort of wider values of sovereignty and interoperability, of finding the right mix between. You know taking care of itself and its community but also supporting a much broader community of of sovereign um interoperable chains and, and so that's going to be a really interesting space to navigate um, and, and so i think it's got a really exciting future ahead as, as we build and, and develop new new tools and you know what i'm really interested in are you know how do we Better specify and understand these systems. How do we understand the invariants they're supposed to uphold? How do you know how do chains offer guarantees over you know block space and and over other kinds of uh, you know execution and um, and security properties? And everyone throws around the word security like it all me- you know like there's only one thing oh security yeah I know what you're talking about like no everyone you know you mean like eight different things if, if if not more and so you know starting to try to get a little clearer about what security means in different contexts and what kinds of security the hub might be might be providing or not um, I think is going to be is going to be very interesting. Thing. so yeah. yeah well
1: for more on that check out my other podcast with with zaki yeah uh with, where we dive deeper into the different parts of adam 2.0 um yeah thanks awesome. so much for doing this it's you got great. it man yeah it's been great thanks yeah. for
0: thanks for chatting yeah thanks